This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up, To The Point listeners? It's the host, Cristiano, of To The Point Home Services Podcast, along with my co-host, Mr. Tall Paul Redman. My man, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you. I avoided an insult there. Man, I'm smiling, though, because our guest is like, she's feeling it. Her head's nodding. She liked the intro. She's ready to get to the point. So today's a big day. And I think this is like, I don't know, 73rd, 4th, 5th episode, something like that. And this is the first time that our guest said, you know what? I don't need to run through the questions ahead of time. I'm ready to roll. Just put me, I'm on the record. Like you say, Chris, I'm on the record. I live on the record. Well, what's interesting is we were just talking about this pre-podcast was, Anytime we've ever been to New York City, like when we go to Vayner or wherever, I swear, like we always hear the sirens. And sure enough, I just heard sirens in the background. <laughs> That's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. So uh, quickly, actually, our guest, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm going to do the introduction and then I'm going to get into some, uh, just some more details about our guest. But I want to go ahead and introduce Judalyn Cassidy, who is the CVO Chief Visionary Officer. Is that correct? Did yeah, I get it right? Like what you said, yeah, you said it awesome. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Tools and Terrace Inc., which I can't wait to get into. Also the host of Tradeswoman Talk podcast, along with Andrea, who's a cement mason, who you met on so job good. X amount of years ago, 20 some odd years ago, I think it was. Um, yeah. So shout out to her if she uh, listens to this. Um, but lo- welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me. It looks, you guys seem to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited to to chat with uh, fellow uh, podcasters. Well, I'm a lot of fun. Paul's uh, that's like what a, I was going to say, Chris, and you stole it. I'm more fun. But no, also, I want to give a shout out uh, to uh, Julian from Nextstar, CEO of Nextstar. So uh, Julian referred you to us. He, when I talked to him, um, you know, prior to him coming on our podcast, he said, hey, before you talk to me, this is who you need to talk to. So uh, shout out to him for recognizing what you're doing and, and the impact that you're having in the industry. So shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Julian. I call him the general of awesomeness. He's an awesome brother. He's Love good. That guy. He is. So, so I want to go back first, just a second before we get too deep into it. Cause I know you, ha- you spent, you've spent a lot of years in the plumbing industry and we'll get to all that stuff too, but let's go back even further than that. Now you're mm-hmm. originally, you're a native from Trinidad and Tobago, right? In the Caribbean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I'm so from Trinidad and Tobago. So next to you, mm-hmm. one of the who's another super popular person that is from there. Do you know? Who's like the, probably um, the Nikki, most popular? Um, Nicki Minaj is Nicki from Minaj. there. A lot of people know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> a lot of people know her um, from there. But we have a lot of famous people. Um, a lot of Miss Universe, Miss World, um, uh, Olympians. So there's a lot of famous people. There's also. I'm not into rap so much, but there's a guy called uh, Two Chains. You know, he's from. Oh, there, I did so not know it? that. Yeah, yeah. There's that. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people from. Georgia well, you're there. forgetting someone really important. Really important. Pretty Kyle, you probably never even heard of this guy, but I bet you've heard his songs. Guy sings a song called "Caribbean Queen." <laughs> now the Ocean. Sure. That's oh, right. Cool. <laughs> yes, I, I forgot because he, so yeah, weird. he left so long ago. He has the most magical voice, but he just fell off the map, Mr. Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Ocean. Kyle, have you heard that yes. song before? No, <laughs> I probably could have sang it a little bit better. You know, my I didn't do a vocal warm up, so probably would have been. How did no, you did a good it? job. How do we make it on vacation job. last week, Chris, without singing that song or playing know. that song? That's I don't a know. failure. I don't know. 
but we did. That's hey, uh, Judalyn, I saw a video of mm-hmm. you, and I can't remember which website it was on. I was looking at um, of you on the Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore show talking. You know, learning how to teach her how to change a flapper in a toilet. <laughs> yes, uh, I think she just. I didn't know it. It happened a while back. But I think she just played it yesterday or the day before because I noticed people started reaching out to me on the website again. And um, one of my friends took a screenshot. She's she's like, you want TV? I said, yeah, that's been a while. So I think she replayed it. But it was fun. It was it was actually fun. Good for you. Actually, um, well, I mean, I love it because it's just bringing publicity to what you're doing and you're doing some cool stuff too with the tools and TRs. But I thought it was pretty cool to get Drew Barrymore to – Fix it. And she broke the chain on the toilet when she was trying to fix it. And you're like, it's that okay. Happens. The new flapper's got one already. I was like, on. it's, it's okay, girl. I'm used to be, you just, you know, take a moment. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah. You did good. That was fantastic. And I love it because you like, you were on it. Like you owned it. It was fantastic. So it's cool watching that. Um, so real quick, what we try and do is let the uh, listeners kind of get to know you. Or we ask a couple questions so they can get to know you on, on, a, on a, maybe a personal level. Um, and so these are three simple, easy questions that we'll ask. Um, first one being, if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Mm, that's a good one. Cause there's a couple, but I would say Bob Molly. I, I oh, just, so oh. Good. oh my gosh, everything about his lifestyle, the music, his philosophy, uh, he would be one of them. I would love to have every yeah, little thing. Gonna it's gonna be, be all right. right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I want, I'm, Sit, yeah. Don't that, worry. <laughs> I know you know worry. that one, Kyle. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so then you can't you, you can't we yeah. can't use that answer for my next question. And so, okay. Um, actually, what? Okay. So we, I love to ask these questions about um, what mm-hmm. someone's entrance song would be so you know how like if you've watched boxing if you've watched rocky or you've watched uh, yeah. ufc or whatever and they come out and they've always got their like theme music or their entrance song that they come out so if uh you know if this is you you're coming out for a fight because you've probably been fighting for a long time being a female in the trades um you come out you got four foot eleven and seven eighths <laughs> judalyn judalyn <laughs> cassidy rolling out there what would your entrance song be my entrance song is really always going to be a reggae song. I love this artist called Chronix, and it, he has a song about, um, you know, a warrior, like we coming out. So Chronix, I've actually played that song like twice coming up on stage. Chronix? Yeah, that's Chronix, yeah, C-H-R-O-N-I-X. He's like, he's almost like the modern day Bob Marley. Yeah, Got it. we'll but, find it. Yeah. We're going to find he's it. He's awesome. Yeah, okay. that's All right. I can dig that. I can dig that. <laughs> uh, You're already my favorite guest, by the way. We can just <laughs> rack it, read the reviews, Chris. Last. So yeah, the, I, uh, I love I love Chronics because he, he the music that he he says is all similar to Bob Marley about life, about being connected to the earth, being connected to people we want. It's like everything that I believe in. So love it. Love so yeah. this one is our last one I'll ask. Okay. What? I think I know the answer. And Paul, I told you the answer ahead of time. So you, you can confirm or deny if I was correct. <laughs> okay. okay. What is your favorite tool to use? I would say my favorite tool is a torch. Son Ooh, of a God. Chris said the pipe. Yeah, Chris. Oh, no. I know he was thinking pipe. <laughs> I know he was thinking that. He's offended. And 
No, I know I wasn't offended. I love the wrench. But Damn. the guys make fun of me when I take pictures with wrenches. They're like, but you always braise it. Like, why do you take pictures with wrenches? <laughs> yes. So I braise a lot. I braise and solder a lot. That is my that's my jam. That's like I, I got the truck the track marks. I'm not a player, I just braise a lot. I just ooh, I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna use that on the job now. You're welcome. Like, ooh, I like You're I welcome. Like Jobs don't have genders, right? Favorite yes. jobs don't have genders. Okay. Hey, listen, let's get into your story. Okay. Cause I want everyone that's listening to understand, you know, why Julian is giving you his praise. Why Drew Barrymore is like, yo, you're the best at teaching me how to change a flapper in my toilet. But also you've been in this game a long time. And I would say arguably a pretty crazy market in New York city. And uh, I know Paul's like dying to get into, uh, mafia questions just because of the union right, type right, of stuff. Right. But listen, you're sworn. Like, you can only say so much, Paul. You know this. You know That's this. Right. He, he knows this. So much. He knows this. But tell us your story. Like, how did you end up getting into the trades? Like, let's let's talk about that for a second because I uh, I think I, you can tell me what, if I'm right or wrong, but was it in 95 mm-hmm. that you entered into Plumbers Local Union number one at New York, in, in New York City? Yes, I did. But prior to that, I actually, um, in Trinidad and Tobago, I wanted to be a lawyer and Wonder Woman. A lawyer and, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I, I that, was, that was, you know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so um, I lived with, I, I didn't grow up with my mother or father. I grew up with my great grandmother. Um, she was my um, guardian. And um, once I finish in Trinidad and Tobago, our education is similar to England. So it's like um, primary school, secondary school, university, and then you may go to England uh, to study. But um, when I finished secondary school, wanted to be a lawyer, I couldn't afford to go to university because she passed away. So the next best option was the trades. So um, at the trade school, I had a choice between electrical and plumbing and i said plumbing you get wet electrical you get shock plumbing here i come (laughs) and seriously i'm not even lying that's that's how i chose plumbing and yeah and i chose it also because i knew a lot of the women uh, who grew up i grew up really poor was going to go after um the sewing tailoring uh culinary arts um what else they offered there was a lot of uh you know, I would say um, careers that were driven, secretarial, uh, that kind of stuff. And I knew if I uh, took the gamble and apply for what my brothers, my you know, was doing, I would have a better chance of getting picked. So it was also logical too. Got it. A strategic, I said, Shay, strategic because I'm very strategic. Well, it worked out. Yeah. It panned out. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how it actually started in Trinidad and Tobago. Got it. So then. Talk, talk us through the transition to the States. So I got married really, really young. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm 19 years old. And uh, my husband and I, we moved to the United States of America. But I didn't get back into plumbing right away. Um, I was a babysitter, a nanny, a personal shopper, all those, those, those things before I got back into plumbing. My neighbor who lived next door to me remembered that I told him that I went to school uh, in Trinidad and Tobago for plumbing. But back then in the 90s, it was really hard for African-Americans to get into construction. Um, 
buildings were being built in their neighborhoods, but wasn't being part of the job site. So I think what he did was told them, because they formed something called a coalition, where they um, they would uh, go to job sites and demand jobs. So he told them he had a plumber, but he didn't tell them it was a woman. <laughs> so I ah. showed up on the job site. I pulled up in my Jeep and uh, for a little backstory, because I'm very colorful, I'm a <laughs> trades worker. We love telling stories. <laughs> I actually, in my Jeep, um, in, even in my current vehicle, I sit on a cushion and I look really tall. So I pull up to the job site and I push the button and I come down. <laughs> and I can see all, all the guys looking like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> So I, I pull up to the job site and now I open the door. Now I come down, I open the door and I could see their faces like, what the hell is she doing here? So I go up to the guy and I said, I am the plumber. He said, get the F out of here. There's no way you could be the plumber. I was like, yeah, I'm the plumber. I said, here, what are we going to do? Because remember, I said I wanted to be a lawyer and I have a law and order degree, uh, law degree. So I watch a lot of law and order. So I definitely have a degree in that. <laughs> that took me a moment. I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So is my yeah, mother-in-law. Right? So, so is my mother-in-law. So right. I, I negotiated with him and I said, listen, here's what we can do. I can work today, right? And if I don't work out and I don't give you a hundred, you don't have to pay me. But if I work out, you know, at least you gave me a chance and you'll see what I can do. Love and it. of course, being a man, he had to win this challenge. Mm. Um, and he took me up on it and, uh, the rest is history from there. Like I proved myself. And oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, this girl knows her. Uh, that's, my, that's my favorite word. Like, so I say you that a say lot. You, yeah. I can say, okay, good. Let because it out. On my podcast. I don't because the little girls listen. Yeah, so sure. I don't this say one's it. a little different. This one's a little <laughs> different. You can fire away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's why I was. And that was it. That was it. And, uh, he said, wow, she knows her shit. And he, the company, Dual Plumbing and Heating, kept me. And what they did was you can work for them for like a year. And you considered, it's a slang, you considered green. Mm -hmm, and right. then um, you show up every single day. You put the work in. You know what you're doing. They send you down to the union to get in. So I got sent down with all my other coworkers, my awesome brothers. And they took every single one of them. And my turn, I walk into the office, I see Mr. Kemp, I saw um, uh, Mr. Burke, some of these guys, like I know them now, but- um, These are the head of the- The trade, yes, for the, well, for, the, for the education department, for the got apprentices. It. And they looked at me and you gotta remember, this is a long time ago, you know, people get offended now, but um, back then it was different. He said, "You, what are you doing here? You better go home and do dishes. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I can laugh now, but I went in. So I went into my car because you don't cry in front of them. Mm -hmm. I went into my car, into my Jeep that I told you about, and I cried. And then I said, you know what? I just go back to the job and make my money. I'm making good money. And I went back to the job site and I kept working. And this amazing superhero um, of a man called Brian Totoro, um, he's my hero. He gets embarrassed when I talk about him, but he really is. So back then with the union, it was really hard to get in. So he spoke to someone that spoke to another someone that spoke to another someone 
and I became one of the first women in the Staten Island local in, in New York City, 371 before we merged. And that's how the that's world so feminist cool. plumber began. That's super cool. Cool, cool so story. What are the implications of not being in the union versus that breakthrough of becoming part of the union? Like what was the upside for you? Yeah, there's a lot of upside. So first of all, as you mentioned earlier, um, Chris, that um, I'm four feet, 11 and seven eighths. So the guy who is six feet, we both get the same paycheck. So as a woman of color, he gets a dollar, I get a dollar. Um, It brought me into the middle class. I, I went from not having health insurance to having health insurance for my family. I went to having a four week, 401k plan, um, pension, really, really good salary, um, able to buy a house and, and do all the things that I dreamed of, of, of coming to this, um, coming to America, this great place. So that's the big difference. Like it really is a game changer. And what I love about the union, we have a lot of things we need to change, but what I love about it is I can leave for six months, a year and come back and never have to negotiate for my salary. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best part. (laughs) <laughs> I love watching you. I wish everyone could see her facial expressions as she describes like that moment of like drop the mic. So it's so yeah, good. it really is. It really is. That was that it's it's a game changer. So how has the union changed over the years? That was in the mid nineties when you joined? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. It's changed a lot. So it's changed a lot and it hasn't changed um in certain things. So there's a lot more women in the business. So uh, years ago, I used to be the only woman on a job site. And mm-hmm. then it went to me being the only plumber. And then there's electrician, um, a carpenter, millwrights, uh, like different women. To now actually being on a job site where I am working alongside female plumbers and apprentices. So that has changed a lot. And I also see the acceptance of the men. Um, Uh, A lot of them see me as their equal in the sense of me loving my craft just as much as them. But then I also see where they still um, love the fact and treat me like I'm a woman. I don't know if that makes sense, Um, you know. Um, So I'm able, you know, uh, through difficulties and fighting for where I am to see the change. And then the things I would love to see change is to see more women in general as foremen, supervisors, um, uh, union office. Those are the changes I would love to see, but it's changed a lot. So I have this misconception, maybe it's not a misconception, so maybe mm-hmm. you, can, you can enlighten me, that the unions really run New York City, whether it's the trash union or the plumbers union. Like if you guys went on strike, the city kind of shuts down. Is that kind of a reality? It's kind of a reality and true, but not as much anymore because we have um, uh, all the big union towns, it's getting harder and harder Um so like New York City, Chicago, it's getting a lot harder because there's a lot more non-union and yeah. a lot of deregulation. So uh, before, if you had to build a really huge building, you had to get cranes and get people to operate them and they had to be union. So a lot of it is changing, but uh, I know some people don't believe in unions. Um, there's good in everything. And uh, one of it is we they set the scale for everybody else. Like people don't know that. Like. They set the scale, um, vacation, all the holidays and stuff that we have. It's because of union workers, the eight-hour days and stuff like that. So it, it it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot that they do. So 
it could be shut down. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. So I've, uh, we've, I've been there. I've been able to go to New York City quite a bit. We have, mm-hmm. we have customers in, in New York City. Um, but what, I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about this on what it's like kind of being a female tradeswoman in New York City. You, you said mm-hmm. something that I think is... Um, amazing to hear almost like you earned your respect the respect on the first job site because of what you said your craft like yeah you're not looking at it as like oh i'm just a plumber like you're saying this is my craft this is my skill set this is what i'm good at and you earned respect in it and in a way like you being one of the first women accepted into the in you know i think it was three three one three seven three seventy one three seventy one um kind of is a paving the way a little bit for others. Is that, is that fair to say for other females? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm such a go-getter that I just do stuff and I do stuff and I never set to sit to reflect on the things that I've done. And it's only recently I, I started it. to um, try to um, look back and embrace some of the amazing things that has happened to me. And yeah, I, I mean, definitely, you know, to, to see women reaching out to me on Instagram or to have a young girl, uh, she's on Instagram called the Plumbing Princess. Princess, she has a lot of followers and stuff, but <laughs> she said her father showed her a video of me and that's why she decided to become a plumber. Or oh, I meet, I'm walking in the street in New York and a girl is like, Judalyn, Judalyn. I'm that's like, so cool. this girl called? And, and yeah, and she says, oh my gosh, uh, I became a plumber because of you. So in a way, um, it's really hard for me to sit when people say cool things uh, like that, but I'm starting to learn to appreciate that I that I am part of letting more women see that this is a possibility. Like you can do this. So well, that's good for you. Cool. I love the perseverance. I love all that that comes along with the story. So congratulations on that. So so then this let's talk about the segue into um, tools uh, for the tools and tiaras. It is like, when did all that start to come about? And maybe actually let's do this. Let's talk about what it, let's talk about what it is and then kind of Mm -hmm. like, and then how it, like when you started to do all that. I mean, okay. Yeah. So Tools and Tiaras is um, a nonprofit organization that I started. The whole idea was to really, for me, I believe that tradespeople build America and we are superheroes and yo, we need all the high fives and all the praise. Essential like, business, that's baby. Me. Yeah. Okay. That's me. I'm, I'm, I am, I am that group of people. We build this country and we continue to do it. And I felt like we got, we parents and society gave us this bad thing about the blue color and um, make their kids think that if you decided to be a plumber or electrician, you was not smart enough to go to college. And I wanted to change that. And I also wanted to change the amount of women who are in construction. Like a lot of people don't know that that number 
since 1970 has been 3%. It just went up recently to 3.5%. So I think logically, like, where should I start to make the changes that I want to see? And I thought it would be with the girls so that they grew up being fearless and and um, knowing that they can do this. So that's kind of like why I started it, um, Tools and Tiaras, because I wanted the building traits to have almost like a rebranding or a rebirth of like, we are awesome, do not hide it under the bushels. Everybody should know that we rock. Like that was it, <laughs> kind of like my passion for it. That's how that started. And when was that? And 2017, so in 2017, I've always wanted to do something like this because I grew up not having any self-confidence or loving myself. But when I became the world's most awesomest plumber, you know, that shit changed. I'm, I walk around like I own everything and that's because <laughs> everybody need everybody needs me more than they need a lawyer. I'm just saying like <laughs> they need a plumber more than they need a lawyer. So that shift happened Sometimes, yeah. and I was like, I was like, well, imagine if little girls felt like this all the time, like all the time knew their word. So in 2017, I was um, speaking at a makers conference. And at the conference in my speech, I said that you should give a girl a tool and a tiara, which is given up confidence, independence, and most of all, power. And I, you know, I put the fist up. Yep. And uh, when I said it, the universe said, you know that thing, that thing that you want to do for girls, you got to go do it. And now I'm having the conversation in my head, like, you know that I could only do everything that I do full throttle. I can't half-ass it. Like, and I know it's going to take a lot of my time. And I was like, yeah, just go do it. So I left the conference. I came back and I Googled how to start a nonprofit. And I've been running a nonprofit in Google ever since. And that's kind of like, no, that's honestly the truth. So, so you, like, I really like research everything that I need to, how to figure it out. And I feel like I grew up in the era where I went to the library for everything and I had to check a book out to get information. So I pretty much did that and, and just funded it for a long time with my own plumber's salary. Good thing plumbers make good that's money. That's right. <laughs> so for a long time it was funded with my plumber's salary i i sold my i had um two cars um i have i had a jeep and i had a, a bmw a 330xi so i i named oh, my cars hi. vin i named my cars vin and diesel because i got a crush on him <laughs> so i had to sell one and i sold it so that i could have the first camp in 2017 i picked up bottles on the construction site like everything possible to make this a reality and that was the birth of tools and tiaras. I can barely do my job right now. I'm just in love with all of this right now. Like the obvious disparity in the industry or in the industries and the trades is obvious to everyone, but no one's, everyone's talking about it. No one's doing anything about it. And what's interesting is like, as you seek to solve this problem, this is part where I get teared up. It's, you're not just like solving a labor problem that everybody's complaining about. Like you're solving a, like, a human problem, right? People yeah. believing in themselves and feeling good about themselves and having confidence and having options and being not being told a narrative because of they were born in a certain place or born with certain like preconceived notions. So I'm in awe of you. Tell me more about the movement, like the, the change you're trying to create the camps. Like what are you, how is this coming together and how are you going to take that 3.5% to where you think it should be? 
So um, I, I try to work with a lot of different companies and partner with a lot of people. And we, we, we start in Tools and Tiara's chapters and I, I have the podcast. That's one of my reasons uh, for doing the podcast. I just want to share the amazing people in the building trades. But I could see the difference. So now it's been four years. Some of the girls are repeat campers and monthly um, workshop girls and they bring their friends. We have girls now. There was one young lady, um, I was chosen for CNN Champion of Heroes. So if you want to see that episode, there was a beautiful young, a young girl, Tenzera. Her parents wanted her to be a doctor. Her brother studying to be a doctor and she was on, on the path to do that. And she came to the camp and now she's an engineering student studying engineering. This summer, she's going to get an internship with a company that we worked with. So we have somebody doing that. We're a young lady doing that. We have Samantha. We exposed her to female pilots and auto technicians that fix the plane for JetBlue. And now she's going to be a pilot. She's actually, I had to, she reached out to me. I thought that was amazing <laughs> uh, to write her a letter of recommendation. And now she's going, she's going to go to summer camp and um, studying to be a pilot. We have Penelope. We have so many of the girls now that are saying autumn um, that are saying like, now I know I have more options that I can do this. So I think we, you know, it's only four years and we already see this. And I think the more that I do this and the more that I I change the, the imagery of what even the companies, like even companies ask me to speak. And sometimes they don't realize that, you know, that they not even um, seeking the people that could change the industry. Like for instance, like if Brian, this amazing man had looked at my immigrant status, my um, accent, my color, and just only saw that he could, he didn't, I wouldn't be where I am. He saw me as he saw himself. And to this day, we are really good friends. Um, and he didn't just um, get me into the union. He brought me into his family. So I think like this change is going to continue. If more and, pe- more and more people say we rock and we got to start letting our kids know that these options are viable, lucrative. And men, I, I want to move to Panama and I want to move to Alaska, which is really kind of weird being an island girl, right? Want to go to Alaska and they're totally that dream. But um, I can have a job as a plumber wherever I decide to go. So that's where I see the movement happening. More and more people, more and more companies, more and more parents saying, this is good. This is a good thing. $100,000 plus a year with no college degree, no debt. Yo. This is it. This is this is the next um, Nirvana. I, think. <laughs> I love it. So you're solving it at the core, which is so admirable. Many of our listeners are listening today and they're running a business and they're realizing like, wow, it's like 95% men in my company. Yeah. How do they change their mindset and, and how do they even, you know, get maybe not younger women, but like maybe mid-career women to consider an option in the trades? What's that look? What's that look like? So I I really believe that the companies have to make the shift. Like they have to see that if you have a market, um, just a story, there's a woman in YouTube um, that didn't know anything about plumbing. Mm -hmm. And for religious reasons, and I know I experience this a lot um, since I'm on TV and a lot, I get a lot of women wanting me to do plumbing for them, right? 
the market, women do 51%, you know, we're 51% of the population. Mm -hmm. We do almost all the home purchases. Yeah. That's your market. Imagine if you had somebody in your company looking like your target market, how much money would make. Like, it, let's just let's just forget that it's the right thing to do. Shit that shit. Let's go with some <laughs> like dollars. Like let's go with money. Let's talk money. You know how much money you would make? Like I get women all the time DM me to do plumbing for them. Right? They would be more comfortable and they would spend more money to have somebody looking like them. So that's who you got to target. Reach to the high schools. Advertise in the laundry room. Our business is a hands-on training opportunity like you can teach someone how to do this yeah. if someone has grit they show up well i tell everybody in construction when i talk to the young people and i show them my paycheck i said don't get fooled by that but you have to be a person who show up right um you could teach them the trade so just think about that your next best employee looks like judelin i mean she may not be as cute but um <laughs> well, i i know if if you walked if if my wife called to have a drain cleaned and i wasn't home yeah. and you walked in there i'd be in trouble like every flapper would be replaced every drain would be cleaned i'd have a new hot water heater like i'm like what why'd you buy all that because the connection no, we would, right yeah but but part of it we won't do that that's what happened to a lot right. of women when men come into the house they yes. tell them they scare them to death like i didn't know that the data shows that the number one thing that w women get robbed by is actually plumbing i was really appalled oh, but plumbing first and then the cars because mm -hmm. we scare women into like oh my gosh i taught a class and a lot of women didn't realize that their their wedding rings and the engagement ring was in the trap and the plumber stole it they don't. They didn't realize that it, it goes there and it stays there. So imagine that. Like, just think about the market that you would have if you hired more people that look like me. Um, I, I think you'll make a lot of money because I turned on work all the time. People ask me all the time, especially when they see me on TV. And of course, I boast that I'm the world's best plumber. So everybody oh. wants my number. Yeah. Um, and I have to give it to my brothers because I don't have the time. I... I actually love, love, love passionately um, the most committed. Re only, I've been in two committed relationships. One is plumbing and one is coffee. And um, <laughs> I can't leave plumbing yet. I still just, I get a high just doing it every single day. So um, I definitely uh, really believe that we could really make this uh, awesome industry and, and more better than it is by bringing more people in. So, so let's talk about your program a little bit. I want to talk about mentorship and just the foundations of the camps. And you mentioned some workshops. You've got camps, workshops, mentorship. What's all that look like? So the cool thing about what we do is, and uh, which everybody listening, and we've been along, around four years and people see me on TV and think that we have this big organization, right? But uh, we don't even have a building. So I'm saying this to tell somebody that you can make shit happen with like nothing. So for four years, I I, I run a nonprofit and do the workshop workshop um, in the back of my car, like, and mm -hmm. partnering with other people. So we have free monthly workshops where women and, and um, their daughters could come together and learn plumbing, electrical, engineering, tiling, auto mechanic, iron working, robotics. I just keep going because it's <laughs> you a bring lot. people in. You you bring in yes. a lot of other yeah. 
So I teach the plumbing, but I get amazing tradeswomen uh, to come in and teach all of the other things besides plumbing. So we do that on a monthly for monthly and then COVID kind of like changed that. And then in the summertime, we have an all girls construction skills camp where the girls come for a week, um, Monday to Friday, and they learn the same thing. They learn architecture. We always start off with architecture because the architects build everything. They learn sheet metal, HAVC, I mean, all of those things. And not only do we give them tools and tell them build the world and just go crazy. No, not go crazy because I don't want the parents to think that I just <laughs> let their daughters go wild. No. Um, a, <laughs> I know because we teach them. I, you'll have little videos. You'll see them saying, what's the number one rule? Safety first. Uh-huh. I teach them well. But we teach them all of that. But we also teach them something called uh, in our programming called tools, total ownership of life skills. So we teach our girls self-defense. We teach them finances. We teach them meditation and uh, we teach them other things so that they can have a all round um, ability to be awesome in, in the world. So that's what we do with the girls. So COVID happened last year and we shut down the camp, but then um a couple of people who helped me pushed me to say, "Ah, right, let's do virtual." And once they said, "Do that," I am um, I'm dyslexic and I love solving puzzles, so I love to deconstruct. So I was like, "How can I make this work?" So we actually did all of those same workshops by mailing the girls those projects, and every day at a certain time they came on and we did it virtually. But what what happened with that? It taught us to pivot, but you know also that tools and tiaras didn't have to only be in New York City and New Jersey. We had girls participate in California, Chicago, different places. So this year we're gonna come back with the in-person in New York and also the virtual. So girls all over the country can participate. Got it. And what about um, mentorship? Kind of ongoing nurturing of the students that you're you're meeting. Yeah, so the part about mentorship, mentorship, what we do is we actually, I'm one of those people, I don't believe we should try to um, help the people that we want to help without getting them involved. So we have a youth advisory board and the youth advisory board kind of like guides us where we need to go. And then we, we, um, we expose them to different things. Like I said, not just the trades so that we can track them and, and give them the, the skills and, and, um, and the partnerships that we have formed to help them along the way. So that's kind of like how we do the mentorships with the girls. So what's your long-term, I mean, you've kind of shared your vision, but how do you like mobilize this and scale it throughout the country or throughout the world? Are you thinking that big? Oh yeah, I'm a big thinker. <laughs> I can I tell. Mean, <laughs> I'm a big thinker, but I'm also a big thinker. I see, I, I stand on the the rock and I see everything, but then I learn how to deconstruct so I can get where I need to go. So we already started um, we uh, our chapters because what ended up happening since we started Tools and Tiaras, the biggest request that we had gotten was for mothers and fathers all around the United States, Poland, Africa, India, wanting us to have a Tools and Tiaras chapter. So that's what we're rolling out. That's the big vision, um, getting the chapters going. And I like to start small <laughs> because I, I, I like to be able to, I always deconstruct what I can fix, like camp mm-hmm. the first year, what can I make better? The second year and every time it gets better, 
So I want to have, by the end of the year, the goal is to have one person sign up for one tools and tiaras chapters, a chapter, and then we could roll out more. So we're right, in the, right at this moment doing that, um, rolling out the chapters. Hey, how cool would it be for you, or maybe at least to me, it seems like it'd be really cool to be able to go back mm-hmm. to uh, Trinidad and Tobago and yeah. like do something back there, like kind of where it started for you. Yeah, and a lot of people, so what is really weird, and no, I shouldn't say weird because I believe in the universe, the the source and God, right? So tools and tiaras, people always thought I named it that because I'm from Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. I did, I and the shortened acronym is TNT. Right. So I would love to go back, but it really was, well, how serendipitous is it that the universe saw it on me to say that in the speech? keep the name and I didn't realize that it was Trinidad and Tobago until someone shortened t- and put TNT in an email because Americans, this is your thing. We love to do this shorten names. Um, <laughs> the rest of the world, we hardly ever do that. Um, but then I was like, you know, it's true. Like when I first came to America, I was trying to figure out how is a guy named William becomes Billy? How does Michael becomes Mike? Because we know there's a guy named Mike Richard. and there's a guy named Michael. So it's 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 a it's a, a weird. I had to get used to that. <laughs> so that's when somebody shortened it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Trinidad and Tobago. It really wasn't even planned. So like you said, that that is my goal. I would love one day to have a chapter in Trinidad and Tobago. Which one did you actually count? Where did you? Where did you actually live? I lived in um, a place called, uh, I lived in Trinidad in a place called Diego Martin. So Got it. Okay. Yeah. So because I know they're, they're split. I've never been, but I've always, but I've wanted to go. You should. You, mm. you, you don't know what you're missing. If you love food, you, you should go there. Uh, yeah, I'm down. I Andrew like Bodin, food. Food and he always he has a, a couple episodes where he went there. He just loves the food. The, it's very diverse. Here comes the. Um, oh yeah, I love it. It just no, makes it, just it authentic. It. Just makes it okay. Because I was like worried about that. I'm like, uh, oh they my gosh, gonna they're gonna. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. Um, so look, yes, yes. What, so so look, the, it's very diverse. Our country is known as the melting pot of the Caribbean islands. So we we are very very mixed. We have. Um, Asians, we have black, we have um, white, white people. We, it's, it's really diverse. It's called the melting pot of the Caribbean island. Got it. It's known for that. So, man, that's where it all began. Now let's talk about what does the end of this thing look like? What do you, I love whenever uh, I take mm-hmm. time to actually sit and think about this. And I feel like my, my vision is, is crystal clear, but what do you want your legacy to be? I mean, what, what does, like, what do you is like, this is what I want my legacy to be? I would, you know, I don't know if it's the growing up in the church, it's kind of like hard to, to think in, in those concepts because it's almost, it's, it's a battle that I'm working on mm-hmm. about vanity. It's, it, it's, 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 it's the thing, but I would just, I would just love to know that, you know, if I, I return to energy and I'm over there and I'm looking down that I can see, you know, Tanzara, uh, Samantha, um, Autumn, those girls being change makers here in the U.S. and just um, um, changing the way the construction industry look. Like I would love to look down and know that because of me, 
um, and and because of me be getting a chance to be part of their life, that the construction number has changed from three percent to like twenty percent. You know, and it's like it's just so normal. That would I would just love to know that I was part of that journey. So that would that would be what I would love to. I love see. it. I love it. What I think, um, I, I can tell like that you're you're being humble. Um, you're talking about humi- humility. You're you're actively doing something, which is already mm-hmm. better than ninety nine percent of any of others. Like as a whole, because you actually are stepping up and doing something about it to try and be part of change, if you will, or yeah. uh, making a difference in someone's life. And to me, like that's a pretty cool legacy. If you can shift, if you could change the trajectory of one human being's life, yeah, you were that to them. That's exceptional. That's at least, I mean, that's yeah. what I think. So, and that's uh, what I feel. Yeah, I, I just yesterday Tanzara called me, and um, I always tell her she makes me cry. She's like, you know, she said because of you, um, a little. I had to take a moment and embrace this because I didn't realize how powerful it was. So we got myself and a couple of the girls from the campers. We got our hands cast by this artist. And in this hand cast, they they cast in like a lot of women that I look up to and I'm like amazed by. And they asked me, the plumber, to be in there. And there's a hand cast with my hands with a wrench and a couple of the young girls (laughs) holding on to the wrench. But what's so amazing about this story is they had the soft, um, it's going to go all over the country. It's like Hillary Clinton, RGB, but my hands the plumber was cast right next to root gate of ginsburg uh, that's unbelievable <laughs> that's awesome. I, I i sat back and i said please appreciate this like and because i don't i really i'm yeah. getting better at doing that but when she called me yesterday and say i would always be part of history because of you to be in a a, a hand cast um art collection with rgb i was like okay now i gotta just sit back and say wow this is cool this is awesome so yeah um that's my goal for this year to to like rock the awesomeness and it's not because of ego or anything it's just like it's different the way i grew up in trinidad and tobago and the way that we are it's a little bit different so it's like it, it's hard you just always want to push and keep doing more and more and more but you never take time to sit back and say i did that shit that's right yeah, no. That's right. I did that, I did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, made it I, find, I find it ironic that, you know, who's now our favorite plumber, her favorite word is shit. I think it's funny. I just, I, I don't know. I think it's cute. So, but here was the funny thing, right? So this is honestly the truth. In Trinidad and Tobago, like we use shit as a conjunction and adverb for everything. So like every, we, to me, we grew up not knowing it to be, like till I came to America that people say it's a bad word. So like in China, it would be like, did you see the shit he did? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Like every sentence. Yeah. So that's why it's my favorite word because it's just part of our culture. It just, you can use it. It's a word. Use it all over the place. Lots of different meanings. So good. (laughs) Well, listen, (laughs) I appreciate you coming on here so much. I want to make sure I also give an opportunity for our listeners to um, connect with you. If you, if you wouldn't mind, Um, I know, that, uh, I mean, you have a couple of different, um, websites, but let's like, if you could just share with our listeners, what's, what's a good way to c- uh, connect with you or to get information 
um, on you or tools and tariffs or any of that type of stuff? Like what, just share some of the contact info. So this is where I'm going to let my ego like go. I, you I'm go Googleable. girl. Get it. So <laughs> I love saying that word. So I'm Googleable. You I'm can Google Chitlin Cassidy. And um, it's so funny. I can say that now. And when you, it, 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 a whole bunch of stuff would come up, but you could just put in like tools and tiaras and reach out and, um, you can find out about the camp and getting your daughter signed up. And also, I always say this, like, I don't like writing and I hate emails. And I'm very short. People who know me, like, actually know me, they're like, you You don't seem like you want to talk in emails. It comes across <laughs> like that, but it's the whole dyslexia thing. But a lot of times I really offer mentorship to a lot of women who considering coming to the trade. So if you want to DM me, my DMs are open. You could slide in. Slide my, my DMs. <laughs> And I will reach back out. I really do. If you put your phone number in there, you're going to get a phone call. If you put an email, you're going to have to wait. It's going to take a minute because I got to <laughs> figure out how to, you know, start the email and, and the salutations. And it's a lot. That, that's call. fair. So so it's pretty much like whenever I send my daughter a text <laughs> message and she replies back with just K. <laughs> Yeah, she don't really okay. mean, she might be like a me. I do the same thing. Okay. Like, it doesn't mean, don't take it the wrong way. Well, listen, keep go, kicking ass. I love on. it. You're doing some cool shit. I love it. Definitely reach out, reach out. We'll make sure to share all the content info as well. And, yeah. and listen, like keep in touch with us too. We'll be, I'm curious to kind of see what, you know, I feel like you are, even though been in, in the trade so long and doing this stuff with tools and tariffs for a while and having some good success stories, I feel like you're still just scratching the surface. Um, you got a lot of runway ahead of you, so yeah, please keep in touch, and, and I'll I'll love to keep tabs on it. And hopefully, this is the beginning of a of a friendship for us. And if I uh, yeah. if I need to slide to the DMs, I'll keep my message short so that way you can reply quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you have my you have my phone number, and my number doesn't change. I have the same phone number, so I tell people I'm not changing it. If I don't want to talk to somebody, I just don't answer. That makes perfect sense. Go. Old school. Yeah. Well, thank so, you so thank much. You so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on here. And again, you know, um, I love like listening to everybody's stories and, you know, on the podcast too, it's, it's, um, something that, uh, tall Paul and I learned from the beginning was to try and bring value in a couple of different ways on the podcast. And it was one, either be educational or two, be entertaining. And if you can be both, then that's a perfect, you know, perfect storm. And, um, and, and I think anytime you hear a unique background and story and things that it, it to me, it's entertaining, you know? So, uh, listeners, hopefully you appreciated uh, Judeline's story and, Reach out to her, man. Don't listen. Like she's she's just said you told you exactly how to respond to her and how she'll I mean how to get connect with her and how she'll respond back. So it's just pretty yeah. much opened it up. Um I have a feeling that you might have just got a best friend for life in Tall Paul because I have a feeling at some point in time yeah. you're gonna be in Charlotte, North Carolina fixing something on his house that didn't even need to be fixed. That didn't need to be fixed. Right. And hey, I am gonna be your favorite person. Guess what my son's name is, one of my sons. What's his name? It's Irie. And no one oh knows my- why. No one knows what that means, but you know what that means. I know what that means. And you know what? I work in the buildings and every time I tell the guys like people that and like, what do you mean? I said, just be iry, just chill, just relax. Just it's a good vibe. It's all vibrations. I love Thank that you. name. Yeah. Yes. No He's one an ever- awesome name. He, that's a powerful name. It is. Irie. And he yeah. is all those things. So that it worked out, thankfully. It, nice. Oh, my. Uh, definitely. I hope you're on Instagram. I'm going to stalk you. Uh, <laughs> he is. He is. He is. You'll be, you'll be best friends with his wife, Corey, in no time, too. So. Okay, good. Great. Well, well again, guys, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really, 
I really had fun talking to you and both you. It, it's a really fun podcast and just keep on doing this amazing podcast. It's fun. I love this. This is one of the best ones I've been on because you guys are oh, fun. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that so really, much. No, it really is. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. That's super cool. Well, I mean, part of it's you, yeah. you made it fun for us. Thanks for sharing your story with us too. I want to do, I mean, listen, I want to give a, a quick shout out as I was sitting here thinking through this while you're talking um, I don't know that I've ever done this before on a podcast. I think we're 70 some odd episodes in. Oh, here we go. Uh, no, no, no. Listen, uh-uh. I just want to okay. give a shout out to some of our uh, female listeners that I know listen to this thing on a consistent basis. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife because she's also in the trades, but she does not listen to our podcast because she my listens ear. to us enough as it is. <laughs> but to uh, give a quick shout out to a few females, Charlene Irona, have been a guest on here before, E.B. Gamaro, uh, Cassie Pound, Leslie Harpole, Jennifer Larson, Dana Hoddle. CNC up in Detroit, Jennifer Larson and Buffy Busick. I don't know um, if, I mean, listen, I know they're going to hear this thing beginning to end. So if I just said your name, now you know I'm paying attention to you, okay? I just gave you a little shout out. I know that you wanted to hear some good female guests on this episode and you just got a banger out of Juneline. So, hey, again, thank you so much for listening. We are super appreciative of that. And, uh, and again, I always try to close this thing off with the review and I'm going to read one of those. Um, this one is from Brett from Home Comfort Services. We probably should have found a female one for this one. <laughs> That'd have been a little more fitting. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it's, um, it's okay. So Brett it's from okay. No, I'm just kidding. Brett from from Home Comfort Services, um, five stars, and it just says mentoring. Paul is the title of this one, and it says when a technician begins his or her career. Okay, there we go. There we that worked go. Out. Bingo. We, worked I out. like Brett. When a, I like a Malai. That's right, a Malai. A Malai, that's right, a <laughs> male about ally. When a technician begins his or her career in the trades, they are paired with a senior technician to guide and mentor them. As an owner of an HVAC company, we are often left to figure it out the hard way. The To The Point podcast has allowed me... Um, it cut off. I don't know what the rest of it says, so it's cut off. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's all you get. I saw that. I saw that coming like a freight train, Chris. I was like, <laughs> man, it, it didn't print. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe next time we could actually put the whole review on here so I can read it versus part of it. So I guess what? Now you got to go to the reviews and try and find it yourself and read it and then reply to me and, and let me know. And, le- and then while you're at it, go ahead and leave a review yourself. Unless you thought the podcast sucked, then just forget about it. Just move on. Don't leave anything. <laughs> All right. On that note, I am out of here. Until next time, listeners, we appreciate you so much. We'll see you. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. If you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.